Palmela Setúbal and Cezira, they are neighbor municipalities. And although they are very different, uh, they started um, a strategy that involved all these three municipalities in the beginning by creating in 2006 the Energy Environment Agency of Arabida, where I work. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, with this agency, uh, they started to define together with us the path in terms of uh, energy, environment, sustainability. Welcome to City Stories, the podcast by Energy Cities. I'm Miriam Eisenman and I'm your host. Today we welcome Christina Daniel, who is the Managing Director of the Regional Energy Agency ENA, Energy and Environment Agency of Arabida in Portugal. ENA connects the dots between three municipalities that are located within the Lisbon metropolitan area and this agency helps those cities with their energy and environmental strategy. Christina, who's currently doing a PhD on valuing ecosystem services, joins our podcast to share their recent work to cool down and carbon down the cities of Situbal, Palmela and Zizimbra. Hi, Christina. Welcome to City Stories. Hello, Miriam. Thanks for joining me from Setúbal, which is uh, next to the coast, actually. So uh, let's start with your view from your window. What do you actually see from your office window? Yes, from my office window, I, I see the, one of the most beautiful bays in the world, the Bay of Stuba. Uh, so our building is uh, on the top of a cliff and we are facing the Bay of Stuba where the Sado River meets the Atlantic Ocean. And I also can see from here the Ahabida Mountain um, uh, where we can see some small uh, docks of white sand getting inside the, the, the sea. And so this is a, a very beautiful view and, and very relaxing. Wow, you, you, you make us uh, jealous with that the description. But I don't know how hot it is today in your place, but we all know that this year, uh, again, Portugal is being hit by uh, record-breaking heat waves like many other countries in the world, actually. I know that you and, and your area have put a lot of efforts into climate change adaptation to, to counter the, the overheating of cities. Do you already see that these measures help and that you're better protected? Uh, yes. So uh, talking about the temperature uh, today, luckily, in these last two weeks, we, Portugal has been spared to the extreme heat waves that have been hitting the, the other countries. But in fact, for the last two decades, we have been having greater uh, number of heat waves. Last year, we developed a project that gave us the, the clear idea of, uh, of what are the vulnerabilities and what are the risks of this territory in terms of uh, climate change. And this helped us and our municipalities to define together with the community, uh, what are the measures, uh, the actions to, to implement, to protect people and also the territory uh, in terms of uh, climate change. So for example, ecological corridors have been uh, uh, installed and reinforced to safeguard the, and to protect uh, from the heating, the rising temperatures. Also, uh, flood risk management because um, the rain has been has been concentrated in some parts of the. Um, also, uh, the municipalities has been have been investing in um, adapting the green areas with uh, more adapted species. 
all these adaptation measures that have been developed um, are focused on people, uh, not mm -hmm. only the territory, but on people and trying to protect also the most vulnerable ones. Uh, what strikes me when, when I was preparing for the interview is that Setubal, Palmela and Sizimbra are actually pretty different, right? Setubal, for example, is a bigger sea city with over 120,000 inhabitants, while in Palmela you have the automotive uh, industry, which contrasts with the rural world of, of wine growing and, and livestock farming, for example, and it has uh, an older population. And then there's the much smaller Zizimbra, which is rather known for its um, sandy beaches, and there is also a fishing seaport. So it's a pretty contrasting uh, setting, three places, three situations. Um, so how different are their energy strategies then? And can you tell us a couple of measures that were implemented to drastically reduce their greenhouse gas emissions? Uh, yes, in fact, uh, Palmela, Stubal and Cizira, they are neighbor municipalities. They share among themselves uh, the, the mountain of Arabida, the Serra de Arabida. And uh, this green patrimony, uh, very rich and very important for us also holds the natural park of Arabida. Uh, but although uh, sharing among them this, this beautiful and uh, natural area, and although they are very different, uh, they started um, uh, a strategy that involved all these three municipalities in the beginning by creating in 2006 the Energy Environment Agency of Arabida, where I work. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, um, with this agency, uh, they started to to define together with us to define the the path for them in terms of uh, energy, environment, sustainability. When we were created, we developed the maps uh, for renewables. Territory was studied and analyzed in terms of what were the potentials and what are the potentials in terms of renewables. Let's hold on for a second and do a quick non-commercial break. Christina just talked about mapping renewables in her area, and that's usually the first step to a great renewable strategy in a city. But how do you identify solar-fit public sites and how to make them available, for example, to a local cooperative? For anyone who'd like to learn more about that, I would like to flag one session that Energy Cities organizes this October. It's the Mapit Show, Treasure Hunting Renewables in Cities, which is one of the sessions happening during Energy Cities annual conference. So if this sounds interesting to you, you can book your seat on our website, energy-cities.eu slash Modena. And well, now back to the show. And we realized that this territory uh, has a very great potential uh, in terms of solar. Uh, okay, the whole country, yes. Yeah. But uh, specifically, this territory, yes, is one of the main one of the main investment uh, areas or potential okay. uh, areas. That's great because it seems that Portugal still gets a lot of its energy from other countries for now, right? You're importing a lot of fossil fuel, so still very much dependent. And also wind, uh, so we have a great potential, but the wind uh, is a little bit complicated because uh, some interesting parts of the territory in, in terms of uh, uh, wind energy is in the natural park and there we cannot, uh, it is not possible to intervene or to, to install 
uh, mm -hmm. these wind parks. So it is mainly uh, solar energy and some biomass. Uh, and although we are at the coastal uh, area, two of our municipalities, uh, it is still being studied the potential for production of energy from the sea, from the waves, from the tides. So uh, this is also um, an interesting area, but not yet uh, completely analyzed. So considering this um, renewable energy uh, potential, uh, the municipalities also started to work uh, in terms of energy efficiency. So they started first uh, with their own activities uh, and own buildings. We start to work a lot of energy auditing, energy certification of buildings. And quite soon, uh, they started to look also at the companies and at the people. So the people's residences, the, the private sector, how to support people in terms of uh, energy efficiency investment. And naturally, uh, naturally, they started to like specialize uh, each territory, uh, specialize in some defined areas. So uh, Stuval is really uh, working uh, in terms of uh, energy efficiency uh, of buildings and mobility. Um, lots of uh, investment has been made in terms of the creation of uh, interface connecting rail and road public transports, for example. Mm -hmm. And uh, Palmela, uh, because of, uh, of its territory, it is the biggest one in the metropolitan area of Lisbon, um, has been working uh, a lot together with uh, private investors in terms of the creation of um, photovoltaic plants. Uh, at this moment, uh, it is analyzed and licensed uh, 24 new photovoltaic plants for this territory. So. Pamela will become very soon like a carbon sink municipality mm -hmm. uh, because of the production of uh, green air and energy from these uh, photovoltaic plants. So it is expected to to have uh, 1.13 gigawatts of photovoltaic uh, power installed mm -hmm. uh, with an annual production of uh, around two terawatt hour. So it will become and it, it's it's already. Um, a municipality that's uh, investing a lot in this uh, solar potential. And Suzimbra. Suzimbra has uh, really um, a very interesting uh, potential in terms of uh, energy efficiency of buildings, also in touristical uh, parts. So it has a lot of uh, hotels, uh, restaurants, and mm -hmm. these are areas that are very important for the municipality uh, to invest and to support the, the private, um, the private uh, companies uh, mm -hmm. to invest in these areas. Um, this is also a very important potential for the municipality. Uh, we are not talking about the um, electrification of the nautical sector. Um, mm -hmm. This is, uh, yes, this has been a very interesting um, uh, field. Uh, that is being analyzed by the, um, the owners of the small boats, touristic boats, also for uh, fishermen mm -hmm. and fisher, fishing companies. And, and how do the residents, but also the companies in the area, react to those measures and, and how are they involved? Yeah, yes, uh, it, it, is, it is very interesting because when, uh, in 2006, when the agency was created, uh, we started to get involved people and try to 
to have some meetings with uh, companies, with the industrial sector, uh, with the citizens associations, the civil society. And at that time, these were quite new subjects and people were quite curious, but did not participate and did not, uh, were not involved. But then uh, over the years, we started to feel that more and more uh, people are getting involved in these issues. Last year, we had the, the, the debates for the construction of this adaptation plan. Mm -hmm. And it was incredible, the participation of uh, people and also the participation of now there are some citizen associations, so informal associations that people get together having the same objectives in terms of uh, sustainability in our territory. So mm -hmm. since the, the last year, six, five years up to now, uh, there has been a, a growth of interest uh, among not only people, but also among um, companies and bigger Great. ones and smaller ones, yes. Something Christina did not mention here is their really nice multi-sensory energy garden. This garden is a green area with public access where everyone, including those with physical and mental limitations, can travel through the world of renewable energy sources. I have never been there myself, but it seems to be a walking route with lots of interactivity and means to experiment things where school kids meet other residents. I thought this is really a nice way to offer the local community a training and kind of an awareness tool on renewable energy sources and rational use of energy. This multi-sensory energy garden has been created by the municipality of Setubal in collaboration with the agency ENA. And your municipalities are also pilots in the EU City Calc project. So how does the EU City Calc tool, which is currently being developed, help you in making Setubal, Palmela and Zizimbra more carbon neutral? How are you using it? And maybe you can even just shortly re remind listeners also what this tool is meant to, meant to do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the municipalities established a path, defined some measures that will are being implemented to reach uh, specific tar targets in terms of avoided emissions. But, uh, but somehow uh, before using this tool, we, we felt a little bit lost because it was um, a little bit complicated and difficult to understand and to define scenarios for these measures. So UCT Calc 2 uh, is helping us on one side to systematize the information then to see, okay, let's see if these measures in here and there, how much mm -hmm. uh, avoided uh, emissions uh, will result from here. So, yes, it is in a practical way. It is supporting us to, to establish our paths uh, and to establish our plans uh, in a very mm -hmm. concrete way to reach the objectives. And... Um, We, in 2019, that was before the, the COVID, uh, there was this um, information about the municipalities that all the three municipalities, the sector that most contributed for the emissions was the transport mm -hmm. sector. Transport, okay. Yes, the transport. Uh, looking at the, at the numbers from the, the three of them, it was really a transport, the, 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 the the most important ones in terms of uh, CO2 equivalent emissions. But then, okay, uh, in 2021, we also 
um, updated the information, and then we realized that okay, in Stubal is still transport sector, but then in Palmela uh, also the industry now became the, um, the the one that most contributes for the emissions, and in Sazimbra is the building sector. But nevertheless, uh, our focus, uh, together with the municipalities and and working with the UCT Cal Two, is considering these sectors. Uh, yes, to try to test and see how the measures uh, will help us to reach the objectives. And so, yes, mm-hmm. it has been quite interesting to work with the, the UCT Cal Two. Great, and uh, within the same project. I know that you're collaborating also with other places in Europe and that you work, for example, with uh, city change makers in Croatia and Czech Republic and maybe some others as well around those climate mitigation challenges. Um, as a final word from you, who can you learn most from? Oh, yes, uh, it, it is. It is very rewarding. You know, uh, all projects we have been participating in and also especially UCT Cal. And with these partners, we are always learning uh, from the examples of other municipalities. Uh, they have different uh, experiences and different uh, parts and different territories. And so it is very good. We are now, since two years from now, we, we have been working on trying to implement energy communities and uh, Yes, we encountered uh, some difficulties because of the participation of our municipalities. So we are trying to learn with uh, these municipalities that participate in, in UCTCALC, how, how are they overcoming these obstacles, for example, in terms of the um, creation of energy communities that involve municipalities. So this is a very interesting area and for us to learn with the other municipalities. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, Yes, uh, it's still it's still a little bit complicated for people to you know to um, start uh, to become uh, prosumers. We are trying to help uh, citizens uh, to do it, and we realize that other municipalities that are in New City Calc uh, have already uh, made some important steps uh, towards this area. So there is a a big potential in terms of learning for us mm-hmm. uh, in this group. And, uh, okay, uh, we feel happy if we can contribute also with some of our experience uh, in these areas. Um, so I think it's a, a win-win relationship with this group, yeah. <laughs> well, in any case, you already uh, contributed by sharing your experience here this morning through the interview. Thanks a lot, Christina, for yeah bringing us through the different challenges that you have in your area. I think you're being pushed by all the great visions that you have. Uh, and at the same time, you were saying it's a very sensitive environment uh, within which you're operating and there are always trade-offs to do between, let's say, the, the urgent measures that need to be um, put in place and probably also some economic considerations. And at the same time, um, yeah, you need to make sure that the impact uh, in terms of landscape or land occupation isn't too important so that you carefully balance uh, all the different needs. 
yeah, I think you you do well. Um, you you also talked about the power of networking. I mean, the fact that you have this agency which is bringing together three neighboring cities is just one excellent way of uh, creating mutual learnings and projects. And uh, just at the very end, yeah, you also mentioned that you're reaching out to places elsewhere. So um, that's probably the biggest advice that you can give to get get together with others uh, because challenges are often similar and you can learn so much from each other. Mm -hmm. So I thank you. Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity I've given to us to, to speak a little bit about our region. And uh, I should say that um, these interviews and this podcast, I, I've been listening to uh, the work we have been uh, doing, and it is really interesting. Okay, We have the chance not only of working with our um, partners in the consortium, but then to, to listen not only to their um, testimonies, but other uh, testimonies that uh, we can hear from these interviews. And it is really so interesting. And I'm, I feel that I, I learned uh, on listening. Uh, the Great. That, that's really nice to hear. Thanks a lot. <laughs> it's always good to have uh, to have positive feedback and actually that's also a call to listeners whoever wants to uh, provide feedback uh, to this episode or to previous episodes and who wants ideally to share them with others please feel free to do so obviously so thanks a lot Christina have a good day thank you very and much luck with the remaining work uh, in uh, Situba, Palmela and Sizimbra <laughs> thank you bye bye As always, if you're interested in learning more about the topics we've been talking about in this episode, please check out the website of the European project EU CityCalc, www.europeancitycalculator.eu, europeancitycalculator.eu. The EU CityCalc project supports cities in becoming climate neutral. The project gets funding from the EU Horizon 2020 program, and it will offer the open source European City Calculator web tool with which cities can plan their measures sector by sector to bring their emissions down to zero.